All right. Uh, welcome to the Apex Vaulting Podcast. This is episode 37. Um, it's, uh, it's an interesting podcast. I have Calvin Gould on. He's, uh, he was on actually the Zero episode with Lily Brown. He recently PR'd yesterday. He jumped 15-1. Congrats. Thank you. Um, but what I want to kind of talk about on this episode, because I think sometimes, look, I'm all about honesty, about truth and transparency. Uh, I think that's really, really important when you're coaching. I think it's just really, really important in life in general. I think a lot of times you'll hear people say like, oh, hey, like, you know, that coach over there, his, his athletes, uh, they always plateau. They stop getting any better. Like, oh, he's got Sally. She jumped 12 feet two years ago. She hasn't PR'd since. But let's be honest. We've all had athletes that have plateaued. Right. If I asked a room uh, of a thousand coaches, like, "Hey, raise your hand if you've never had a kid plateau," anybody who dared put their hands up, I just want you to know, you're a liar. We've all had kids plateau. Um, Calvin, for example, he started working with me sophomore year of high school. What was your PR when you started as a sophomore? Ten feet. Jump ten feet. Ten feet. Own. And so then, you know, your your first year sophomore year with us, you jump twelve six, right? Then we get to junior year, you jump thirteen six. And then we get to senior year, you jumped 14, we kind of had to battle some shin issues. What did you jump freshman year of college? 14-2. 14-2, so, you know, a little bit of a PR, but not that huge. Uh, then sophomore year. Yeah, that was 14-11. 14-11, big PR, and then you didn't PR this year. Yeah, you know, we, year. Yeah, we went the whole year, we didn't PR. And look, yesterday wasn't a huge PR. Most people are going to be like, what, what are these guys bragging about? It's only a couple <laughs> inches. Uh, but you jumped 15-1, which... Heck, look, I, I just told the story earlier about two of my older guys. Like, one of the guys um, took the lead out of this trio that, that were training together. He jumped 14-11. And the other guy calls me the next week because he jumped 15-1. And he was like, hey, uh, if you want to call and tell Tim, uh, I know how it feels to go over 15 feet. Let him know I can, I can ex- describe that for him, you know. <laughs> so... You know, join the 15-foot club. That That's cool. Um, the other thing is it was from a short approach. You jumped 14-11 from a 7 or an 8. Uh, yesterday was only from a 6. Um, also, we were able to get the grip up a little bit. So there, there were a lot of good good uh, indicators uh, that not only, you know, did you PR, but, you know, I think there's more there. You know, so it was really great. But, look, you're going to face plateaus. If you jump long enough, you will plateau at some point. And you have to bust through that. I mean, I want to ask you, Calvin, like, can you take us through, like, what did you feel like as you were going through this plateau this year? Like, what were some moments that maybe stick out for you uh, that were difficult? You know, what was difficult about Oh, I remember. You remember the Rutgers meet. Yeah, yeah. That one was rough. Yes. That one was very rough. I I was actually talking about that last night with somebody. Yeah. Go ahead. But that one was pretty terrible just because... I felt the entire time you feel like you're making so much progress in practice, at right. least, or you feel like you're picking up concepts. Right. And then when it doesn't show at a meet, you know, when ultimately you get the number to describe how much better you're doing. Right. That's what really sucks. Right. Because I think there are sometimes that you are making certain progress, you know, at practice, but you go to the meet and you don't get a PR. You know, you don't get to go home and tell people, you know, like, because, look, let's face it, and you're very dedicated, you know. You, you know, you don't get to be like, hey, guys, I know I don't get to hang out with you guys on the weekend or I don't do this fun stuff or that fun stuff. Uh, but, it, you know, it's really paying off because I jumped a whole <laughs> lot the same, you know. 
Um, yeah, I remember that me very clearly. I mean, I remember, you know, and, and again, I love being honest. So, you know, we both got emotional. You know what I mean? Like, you started getting teary-eyed, you know, and you were actually very angry at first. You were yeah. starting to question this, question that, you know, did should we have gone up grip? Should we be doing this? Should we be doing this at practice? What the heck is going on? You were really, really angry in the moment. And, I mean... Yeah, for like the first 10 or 15 minutes, you don't realize it's your fault. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, look, and, and look, I want to take, you know, blame always as a coach. I think as a coach, you should always look to yourself as a coach. What could you be doing better? But yeah. you're right. As an athlete, you have to be looking towards yourself. What could you do better? Yeah. And the thing is, like, I, I just... Look, I got a little bit teary-eyed. You know, we hugged. And I told you, I was like, look, and I, I would have loved for you to PR today. Like, that would have been awesome. But I think here's the thing that I think really helped in that moment. And I kind of, you know, I used it today too with, with an athlete is when you hit a plateau, and I'm talking about pole vaulting now, but it can apply to life. You have one of two choices. You can give up. And I remember telling you that that day. You yeah. can give up right now. If this <laughs> is too tough, you're too upset, give up right now. Or you can go back to work. Yeah, those are those are your two options, people. You know, I mean, there's no magic tricks. I, I one thing I, I definitely don't want people to think is that this podcast is going to give you a secret on how to bust through a plateau. <laughs> what we're really going to preach is is you, you use the word is before no <laughs> is persistence, though. Persistence. You just have to keep working. You know, I, I look. I'll even use a non-pole example. If if you get a fight with your boyfriend or girlfriend, you know, you have two options. You could break up or work through it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's no other solution. There's there's no in-between, you know. And, you know, in that moment, it's like, look, like, I I saw something, and, and I want to get your idea on this. Um, and I don't want to monopolize this podcast, so I want to get your thoughts, Calvin. But, like, I saw someone post on social media. It was like a, a pole vault camp. And they, were, they had, like, on the, the screen, like, find the fun. Here, here's the thing. We're not distance runners. This is not CrossFit where we're going through grueling workouts. We're literally flying through the air. If you're not having fun pole vaulting, like the event itself is fun. But it's like I don't think that's what what was the problem. You know, I don't think it was any less flying through the air for you or any yeah. less fun as far as that's concerned. What what is the thing that makes it so tough? Why do you think people start talking about having fun in pole vault when they hit a plateau? What, what do you think is the cause of that? Because I think that's kind of the wrong avenue, actually. Yeah. Go ahead. It kind of, like, distracts you. It just distracts you from the fact that you're still not. It doesn't solve the problem. It just treats the symptoms, you know? Right. That type of thing. Right, right. Yeah, instead of focusing on what maybe you can do to get better, you start to, like, oh, well, let's just have fun. Let's just have fun. But it's like, let's go back. What's not fun about plateauing? Like, like, dig a little bit deeper. Like, like, look, you work hard. Like, why, why were you getting so upset that you weren't getting better? Go it's, into that. Yeah, I mean, if I think back to that meet, it's definitely the amount of the amount of work that you put in. Because even then, I, I during that time, I thought I was like really figuring it out. Yeah, I really yeah. thought I was starting to understand everything. Right. And then you go, you go to the meet, and it's like, it's basically as if you were just wrong. You're just wrong. You didn't figure anything out. So I get just constantly having to put, give so much in to get nothing back. Right. Is the worst part. Well, and, and here's the thing. When you go to the meet and you don't jump higher, you know, look, there's no sugarcoating it. 
you know, you didn't jump higher. And I, th- I think that's important what you're saying there is you're working so hard and you think, and I, and, and I, what I'm about to say, I really don't like it when people say this, you think you deserve a PR. Yeah. Yes. You know, I think a lot of us in life are like, I work so hard, I deserve this. And the thing is, the sooner you get over the fact that you don't deserve anything, like it's blunt truth, guys. I don't care what you did at practice. I don't care how many hours you put in. If you go to that meet and you don't PR, what Calvin's saying, the reason that was so hard, I mean, he cried. Dude, this, and this is a tough guy. He's a macho guy. This is a macho guy, I'm telling you. Good-looking guy, but he's not single. Sorry, ladies. Um, but, you know, the reason he got teary-eyed, the reason he was getting emotional is because it's really, really tough to face the fact that, yes, you've been putting in all these hours. You still don't yes, deserve it. you still don't deserve a PR. Because you would have got it if you deserved it. You didn't figure it out. You were wrong. Something was wrong with your training. Like yeah. maybe maybe your exercise selection is wrong. Maybe you're working out too much. Maybe you weren't working out enough. Maybe you're dieting too much and you didn't have enough energy. Maybe you weren't dieting enough and you put on a little bit of extra weight you don't need. Maybe Maybe the technique that you were working on wasn't working out. Maybe you thought you were jumping up, but clearly you're not. Maybe you thought your plant timing was better, but it's definitely not. Maybe you thought your run was better, but it's definitely yeah. not. Because otherwise, if those things happened, you would have gotten the PR. Yeah. And I think, let's go back to the fun thing. I think when you know you start to plateau, you know, you kind of are like, look, I don't want to be hurt anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like, let's just make this fun so I don't get pissed off anymore. Well, let me use an analogy, Calvin, right? I I think we can talk about either a business or a relationship, right? You know, you get into a fight with your girlfriend. Let's say you break up. There's a lot of people that are like, oh, I never want to be in a serious relationship again because I don't want to get hurt. But guess what? Then you're going to miss out on the person who's there for you at 2 o'clock in the morning when you're crying after a no hike. (laughs) Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like that person's not going to be there because you're too afraid to get into a relationship because you got hurt once. And that's fine, but then don't expect a PR. You know what I'm saying? That's fine, but don't expect to have a boyfriend or girlfriend. And so it's like same thing. It's like, listen, like you can say, I don't want to get hurt by pole vault anymore. I don't want to get, get so upset by this, but then you're not, if you're not putting in that kind of effort, then you definitely can't PR. If you're just going to practice having fun, you're definitely not going to PR. Sometimes people get lucky, sure, but more times than not, it's not going to come through like that. And you're not going to get the consistent results. I mean, you. I think the thing is when you don't PR, you really have to face those facts. And sure, you don't want it to destroy you. Like, I don't want you, like, you know, going home and not being able to talk to your mom or not being able to hang out with your girlfriend. I don't want you that upset. But, hey, there'd be an issue if you had a bad day at a meet and you not a little bit upset. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, t- tell, t- walk me through that because I'm sure you have enough experiences with other people you've jumped at with the club or at, at college. You know, what what do you find about maybe the kids that have fun with pole vault and their progress or their performance? Like, I, I mean, what are your opinions on that? Like what I was just saying, you know, being detached, having fun. Like, how does that affect? Uh, yeah, because I feel if you don't. If you don't take the responsibility after the after the end of the meet, I mean, yeah, it's never gonna it's never gonna work out. Because eventually, I'd say after some like the bad meets, I almost start to think to myself like I would rather never clear a bar again than continue making the same mistakes. 
that I've been making. Wow. You know? That, like... Wow. That thought definitely went through my head a few times. And I think yeah. if you... If you're... If you're just looking at it as a fun thing, like, if you don't have that realization... Right. Uh, you're not going to start doing the things... You need, like, writing down... Writing everything down after every practice. You know, I started sure. doing that recently. Yeah, yeah. That helped a lot, too, because then I'd have a little written journal of all the things I did wrong over and over and over. Right. And look, that's that, you know, some people maybe can get away with not writing stuff down. Other people have to write something down. But when you're really, really attached, you know what I'm saying? And you're into it, you know, you have to figure it out then. When you're actually facing the failure, you have to face it and you have to figure out a method, a process that works for you. I didn't tell Calvin to write anything down, by the way. That's what I want people to figure out too. Like you, we all have to take personal ownership in that. You know, there's things that I do as a coach that have changed over the years because I'm trying to get better and better performance. But if you are trying to detach yourself because you're trying to have fun, then you're not going to make that realization. Also, the other point that I want to say, look, jumping for fun is cool. That's fun. You know, what's a lot cooler. You know, what's a lot more fun. PRing. PRing, guys. Makes it all worth it. <laughs> yeah. That whole year and or two years that I didn't PR, doesn't matter now. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, <laughs> I and didn't that's, PR that much. Right. And that's the thing, too. It's like, think about the high you felt PRing yesterday, and that's why you celebrate it. You do enjoy it. But it's like, of course, there's sometimes there's going to be letdowns. Obviously, if you go to a meet and you know height, you know what I mean, and especially against competitors that you're supposed to beat, that might be upsetting. You know, that should be upsetting. But if it wasn't, then it wouldn't be so so great to PR, and more than likely, um, you know what? You're not going to PR. But heck, I mean, we've seen people PR who, let's say, aren't that into it. Do they yeah. seem that excited when they PR? No, not really. It's not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? I, again, without saying names, I mean, it's like, it's kind of like, that's cool, but they move on to something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you're that invested... You know, it, it makes all the difference. It, it changes the experience for you. And look, essentially, if you're only having fun, I mean, kind of, I, I, this analogy, I would think, eh, like, I feel like it would be like a bad relationship. It would be like, yeah, it's cool. We're dating. We're dating. But like, we don't really care about one another. So like, we hang out when it's convenient. But like, if you really need me, I'm not there. Like, I'm busy. I gotta, I gotta do my thing. Well, I don't know about you, but that's not the relationship I want. You know what I mean? I, I'm I'm really a guy that's like, I'm all in. I, I've got to see this thing through. And, you know, look, again, going back to that bad day at Rutgers, you know, I'm a pretty manly guy myself. I don't want to cry. <laughs> okay? I don't like crying in front of people. But Calvin has seen me cry because, like, I care too. Like, I want my athletes to get better. When they don't get better, it bothers me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't drive home from that Rutgers meet and go, oh, whatever. Yeah. Let me go get a it nice dinner me. now. It's no, it's, it's, it's think about it. Yeah, I have to think about it because I'm invested. I want to see Calvin PR. And I think even from a coaching perspective, I think it's real easy to, let's say, coach a kid in the beginning or like a really athletic kid in the beginning when they're PRing left and right. And then when the PRing gets a little bit tougher, you, t- you start talking about fun and you move on to the next kid. That's all right, but I just can't do that. Yeah. I just that's not that's not me. Because one, I would never want a coach to really that's giving up on a kid. Yeah, I would never want someone to give up on me and think I can't get any better. Because like that's crushing, guys. That's crushing. And 
maybe it's okay if you're really studying and you're a state champ or you can win your conference meet in college and you feel like a stud and who cares if you make any progress. Maybe at that point you're okay. But guess what? There's a lot more people that, you know, I, I'm the type of person, like, I wasn't going to win a state title when I was in high school. But, man, I want to get better. You're just going to give up on me because I didn't PR recently? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, how about that? How much did it help for you knowing that I'm that invested? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you, I mean, were there moments where you thought about quitting? It's well, yeah, but it's not so much that I considered it that I was like, I knew quitting's way. It's not nearly as interesting as continuing. You know, mm-hmm. like quitting's boring. It's very boring. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Nothing yeah. really happens. But yeah, I think it's a little. When you have someone else that's equally as invested, it's kind of like having a training partner. Right. You know, they push mm-hmm. you to. Like, if I want to give up, I'm not going to give up because then I'm not just giving up on me. I'm giving up on you too. Yeah, I have to take responsibility for my actions and how they impact you. Right. You know? No, and yeah, and, and look, I think that's really, really big. And something like pole vault, um, and look, we're very lucky, you know. Um, we have a huge club, you know, 100 kids a year. Uh, it's been going on for over a decade now. Um, there's always training partners, you know, for the most part. So that's that's really, really nice. But I do know there's a lot of people out there where it might be just one coach, one kid. And the thing is, it's really easy to just be like, you know what? And like me and Calvin are tight. Like I just said, he's going into a senior year of college. I've been coaching him since sophomore year. I love his mom. He has, I, I'm sorry if my mom hears this, but he probably has the best mom in the world. Um, my mom is second best, Uh, (laughs) but you know, Calvin's mom is great. I love his family. You know, I really don't want to be, uh, I guess, I don't know the best way to say this, mean to Calvin, but there's definitely been times where I've had to be kind of a disciplinarian yeah. because it's like, I've got to get him back on the right path. And that's my responsibility. And I think it's really easy when it's on a one-to-one basis, kind of like the way I see me and Calvin, but we're obviously in the spectrum of this huge club. So sometimes it's easier for me to see where I'm like, okay, I'm, maybe I'm spoiling Calvin yeah. or maybe I'm just letting him slide, right? A one-on-one uh, situation, it's sometimes really easy to be like, you know what, like I feel bad, like this kid's upset, they're not PRing, like I'll be easy on them. But here's the thing, I think that's exactly the situation where you got to be extra hard to keep that athlete motivated and show them what they need to do. Yeah. Like, you know, we and we talked about uh, very tangible things at that Rutgers meet, like listen, you're still like... Calvin had a bad habit of opening his hands right before takeoff. You know, I'm like you're still doing that. You're still not jumping up enough. These are these are things we still have to just continue working, working on. You on have from to, day one, right? Yeah. But it's like you have to get these things. Yeah. We have to start like, and even me, I think Calvin made me a better coach because he was athletic enough. Where I'll be honest, in high school, him jumping 13, 6, 14, won a lot of meets. He did really well. He placed fourth in the state meet of champs as a senior. Like, that's good. It's good enough. Except now we got stuck. Now he's in college. He's got to jump higher. That's not good enough anymore. And if I let him make these mistakes, because that's, you know, if I'm being completely honest, I think when he was a senior, I allowed him to make certain mistakes, you know, uh, you know, and maybe sometimes I didn't even see it, like you opening your hands right before takeoff. But it's like it was a nice enough jump, and it was winning meets, and we're good. But now it's like in college, I had to revisit, you know, and 
and it's actually made me a better coach for everyone else in the club because I'm like, oh, no, 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 I know Calvin started doing this, and that was a horrible bad habit. Don't do that, you know? And so, you know, and it's kind of funny. I mean, it's like any other organization, school, whatever. You're one of the older crew now. Everyone younger is benefiting from the mistakes I've seen yeah. with you, that's you know? my brothers. That's how it works with my brothers. Yeah, yeah. If he listens to this, he'll be a little upset that I said it, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're you're the you're the youngest one, so it's like you're lucky, you, you know, your yeah. your mom, you know, maybe dropped them on their heads when they were younger <laughs> and didn't drop you, you know. Uh, she didn't really actually, guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's the normal process, you know, but you know, it's just like you have to just be persistent. You know, and and again, uh, if you notice through this conversation we may have chirped here or there about something technical but I don't even want this conversation to be about technique and why is that why don't you want me well okay you, <laughs> you had a joke that you made yesterday when I talked to you about doing the podcast what did you say no was, you, we just got to keep talking about persistence because I'm very bad at technique yeah <laughs> Very bad at technique, and we don't want anything that I do to be put out there. They're corrupt. They're corrupt the youth. Um, but no, but you know, so yeah, I mean, for Calvin, it's not been physical. I mean, he, the the weight room numbers that he hits are amazing. You know what I mean? And that's why even on my caption yesterday on your PR, I, I was pointing at his <laughs> bicep, and, and I was like, oh, it's all those bicep curls. You know, I was like joking around, obviously. But you know, he's really, really strong. He's athletic, but the there were technical gaps that were kind of holding him back, you know? Um, now that's the angle we had to do, but the fact that he was persistent over a long period of time, because here's the other thing I wanted to bring up, you know? So again, we'll go, we'll go through his high school progression. He comes to the club at 10 as a sophomore, jumps 12, six as a sophomore, jumps 13, six as a junior, 14 feet as a senior. Now he plays fourth in the state of New Jersey. There were kids ahead of him who jumped 14, six, maybe even 15, you know, at the time. Who's jumping higher now, Calvin? Oh. Actually, yeah. I think... Yeah, I am. Yeah. Pretty sure. I haven't checked up. I haven't really checked I, up. But. I mean, I, I know for sure a couple of those kids you're, you're ahead of. Yeah. There might be one that I don't know of off the top of my head. Yeah. But you're ahead of all those guys now. And, you know, I think it's real easy in the pole vault when you get frustrated, you hit a plateau, you stop working hard. I think also, you know, look, even going back to that Rutgers meet, there's no magic bullets. There were, there were a couple things that we needed to work on and really hone down on. But, I listen, guys, I don't want to, like, bullshit you and be like, oh, we did this one drill and that's why Calvin jumped 15-1. No, it was a lot of things. Calvin kept weight training the whole time. You know, Calvin kept working on his running technique. Calvin kept working on his takeoff, kept working on his plant, kept working on the off-the-ground stuff. It wasn't like we did one thing and you got 15-1. It's that persistence over time. You know, I mean, now it's like going into senior year of college, you're ahead of that graduating class in New Jersey, and there's a reason for it. It's persistence, you know. Um, why have you been so persistent? Why do you think you've been able to stick with it, whereas, like, some of those people from the graduating class gave up? I mean, maybe, you know, talk about something personal, you know. Well, part of it, part of it's definitely the fact that what I do doesn't just impact me, it impacts you too. Part of it's the fact that, like, I have to, I have to take a lot of responsibility for anything that goes goes wrong. But I mean, it's it's better than quitting. I'd rather plateau than quit, no doubt. I well, take a, I take years of a plateau over having to just stop. Well, well, you, the way you're kind of describing it, it reminds me of a 
Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, for people who don't know, he started Wine Library. Now he has VaynerMedia. Um, he's really big on Instagram and such. He says this thing. It's like whenever kind of people – or well, and actually – he says it, but so does, I think, Jocko Willick, the Navy SEAL guy. Is like, people talk about problems, and their response is, and? Hmm. Like, hey, I haven't PR'd in a while, and? Like, what are you going to do about it? Like, you're saying it exactly right. Like, it's better than the alternative. Like, a lot of times, you know, people complain about things in their life, but, like, what's the alternative? You got to enjoy the grind. Right. You got to fall in love with the process. That way, it's not... It's not just a plateau. You're at least I can enjoy the process as right. I do it. Exactly, exactly. Like for me, even I, I don't know how much I've spoken about this in the, uh, you know, earlier podcasts and such. But there was a point in time where, you know, the way I viewed like coaching Apex Vaulting, having my business, it was tough. I was kind of getting depressed, and I was like, man, I don't know if I could do this. Like, why am I even doing this? Like, everybody else has like you know, some job at a finance firm and they drive a fancy car and I, and I started letting other things get in the way, but I finally came to the realization that here's the thing. One, I love coaching pole vault and I'd much rather do this than anything else, anything else. So then it's like, well, if I want to make more money, Right. If I need more money, or if I want to have that fancy car, promote the club. I have to promote the club. I have. I have to build the business. I have to coach, and I have to put my. I have to work hard. Yeah. I have to work harder. Like if if I'm not making enough money, work harder. If my kids aren't jumping higher, I gotta work harder. If you know whatever. If I want to have more friends, I gotta work harder and do that. Everything comes down to like, what are you gonna do about it? And you just have to keep working harder. And I love what you said. It's like, okay, I'd rather plateau than quit. That's amazing, man. That is amazing. I mean, I hope that people that are listening to this really soak that in. They're like, wait, what? Because it's it's so funny because, look, pole vault is such a technical event. When especially athletic kids first come into it, they're PRing left and right. You know how it is. I mean, we had Katarina Stefaniti on the podcast. She, uh, she said at 15 years of age, she jumped 14-4. Wrap your head around that. How old is she now? She's uh, she's in her twenties. I couldn't tell you uh, to be honest. I mean, uh, obviously she graduated still, college and stuff. Like ten that. years but, for a well, no, and a half or... it took her, I believe, like uh, like four more years or five more years to PR after fourteen four. She said she almost quit in college. You know what I'm saying? And and so it's like you're gonna hit plateaus, but what are you gonna do about it? You know, and it's like, well, if you love pole vaulting, if you really love pole vaulting, work harder. Just keep keep grinding away. You know, figure it out. You figure it out. But she jumped 14-4, and it was so funny. She goes, Bronco, when I was 15 years old, she goes, I, I thought I was going to break the men's world record. <laughs> she goes, ah, 14-4 by 15, I'm going to jump like 21 feet by the time I get to 20. But So, you know, it's so, it's like a trap. You know, you start PRing so quickly and so easily in pole vault. Like, sometimes, like, heck, you can go out at night with your friends, do some stupid kid shit, and then it's like you still PR at the meet the next day. And so you think it's coming so easy. You're like, you're literally planning your trip to the Olympics early on in your pole vault career. And then when that that kind of gravy train starts slowing down, when the PRs start halting, you get fed up and you want to quit. I mean, I can't tell you how many high school kids are like, Bronco, I haven't PR'd in four months. That's nothing. And? That's nothing. <laughs> That's nothing. 
I just told you Katarina Stefanini didn't PR from the age of 15 to, to 20, you know? So it's like, if you can't keep going, you know, once you hit a plateau, you're not going to have lasting power in this game. I know even from a coaching perspective, look, I had such a winning attitude, you know? I love to win, guys. I'm so competitive. Like, I don't even let my brother beat me in anything. You know what I mean? I have to beat him, right? And uh, when I first started coaching, literally every single year, my club record went up. The high school record that I coached at went up. My best jumper record went up all the way through 2013. I start coaching in 2004. And so for basically nine years, every year was better than the year previous. Uh, guys, once you've coached a girl to 13, 9, and 3 quarters, ranked 92nd in the world that year, and you've coached a guy to 17, 8 and a half, who also won a Division Three national title, um, it starts to get harder to have a better and better year, year after year. Think about this, guys. I coach a high school club, and I coach at a Division Three college. I'm not exactly always going to get the best athletes in my club. So it was like that progress was going to halt at some time. And if I didn't get over the fact that I have to deal with failure, and to me failure was like not having someone jump higher at the end of the year. It was going to be a rough year. It was going to be a rough year. And that's something that, that that's when I started really feeling upset. More than other people that say, you know, having a better lifestyle than me, you know, more than people making more money than me, more than people, you know, uh, having a nicer car than me. It was that, you know, I didn't get a PR this year. Because to me, it was like every all the sacrifices, it was fine as long as I had someone jump higher. But it's like I had to get to the point where it was like, no, you know what? I really love doing this no matter what. So whether I'm helping an eight-foot girl jump 8'6 for the first time or I'm coaching Calvin and jump 15 feet, you know, or I'm, or I'm trying to get someone to USA's, it doesn't really matter. I'd rather do this. And that and that's huge. That's 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 really really huge. You know, it's kind of uh, like kind of like when you you need to almost look at the drill as its own event. Like when you're doing drills mm-hmm. in pole vault, look at that as an, its own event. Right. Kind of like you can't just if you have an eight foot girl, you can't just look at that as like oh this isn't really coaching. No, right. everything is coaching. Yes. Everything you do is pole vault. Yes, you. you th- that's awesome, Calvin. You know, it's like everything is a little competition. You yeah. know, that's a game. That's a game. You can't look down at some, some athlete and be like, oh, this boy won't ever jump 14, so why should I waste my time? No. First of all, it's not a waste of time. One, you're helping someone fall in love with this sport the way you've fallen in love with this sport. And regardless of how high they jump, you get to teach them these life lessons. I mean, these are things like, look, I, I knew at a certain point in my life I'm never going to jump like 18 feet, so I'm not going to USA's. Now, I really think Calvin can jump 16 feet this year. You still haven't jumped 14. I'm going to punch you. (laughs) Uh, My PR is 425. I hate metric. Uh, That's 13, 11, and three quarters. Three quarters. But listen, nobody nobody (laughs) sets the bar at 13, 11, and three quarters. It's probably at 14. But anyway, um, but what I'm saying, Calvin, I think, can jump 16 feet this year. But regardless of how high he ends up jumping, the life lessons he's learned, like, I mean, how? Can you maybe talk about that for a minute before we go? Because I know I know you have to kind of run out of here. Can you talk about a minute about how these lessons about learning to be persistent through plateaus, how has that helped you in, in your real life? 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, let's talk about whether it's relationships with, you know, with girlfriend or mom or brothers or just work and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, how has this helped you with your just li- average life, you know? It's mostly, like, work or school related, if I think okay. about it. Because mm-hmm. definitely, I definitely, <laughs> if I think about, like, the way that I treated academics in high school versus mm-hmm. the way that I treat it now. Okay. Which I'm a civil engineering major. And I so that's like easy shit, yeah, right? It's really easy. You <laughs> We're kinda, being sarcastic. You people. walk in and you learn about bridges and like the history of bridges and, <laughs> no, and all that. No, but it's really hard. It's a lot of math. A lot. It, t- it takes a lot. A lot of people actually end up flunking out in your school, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. Someone told me this figure freshman year about a thirty percent retention rate for people that come in as a civil wow. engineering major. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah. So go go, go deeper. How is this uh, dealing with plateaus and pole vault and learning about persistence? How how has that helped you? being a civil engineer major no for school it def- it just helped knowing how much time I need to put into something and knowing that no matter how much time you put in you don't deserve anything right like maybe I, f- I feel like I deserve an A and there right. are a lot of classes that I definitely feel like I deserved an A in for how much time I put in right and then there's other classes where I don't put in so much time but I still get it anyway you know? right right that the time you put in has nothing to do with whether or not you get the A it's just it's a probability at this point. Well, right. And, and like, yeah, so it's like if you don't put the time in, the probability is lower, yeah. right? And then it's like, um, and then look, it depends on skill level, right? Like, let's face it. I, you know, I hate to break it to everybody. Just because somebody jumps 17 feet, 18 feet, 19 feet doesn't mean they're working hard. They just Might maybe a more natural athlete, you know what I mean? Um, uh, but to, to stick with being persistent, I mean... Yeah, if you end up not getting a good grade in the class, you know you have to revisit that and, and figure out that concept. You still haven't figured out the puzzle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that keeps you persistent. I mean, you were talk to me about. I remember one time you were talking about how you know you'll go to a meet, you'll jump at a meet, you do whatever you got to do at the meet, and then it's like you still end up going back to the dorm room and studying. Whereas like, what you you know. Like you miss out on some good time, good times, right? Yeah. Like, but f- why? Why do you miss out on those good times? Because everybody knows about the college experience. And, you know, yeah. we're all we're all having the college experience. That's why we're spending two hundred thousand yeah. um, dollars. You know why? You know why not? Like, what do you see as far as like persistence, working hard? Like, why is it is it easier for you to not go out than let's say some of your peers? I think so. Personally, I think I just don't enjoy it as much as other okay. people do. I just enjoy, I enjoy like, you know, being successful. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I enjoy knowing. It's more about. I enjoy knowing that what I'm doing is working towards something. Right. You know? That's right. kind of. That's the feel that I've. Always, I said what I. It's what I feel like when I'm, pole vaulting, when I'm doing stuff for school or really anything. I don't like just sitting around. You know? Yeah. That's why actually even this summer I go to my job, I work nine to five at or seven to three thirty so that I can get to practice yeah, yeah, at yeah. four thirty. Right. At the engineering right. services department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and we've actually had some conversations about what it's like to work and then also train, you know, yeah. what that's like. But yeah, I mean I, I think that's really important. Like again, I think you know, I'm, I'm going to just bring up the fun thing one more time. I think a lot of people want to talk about, oh, we got to make training fun. We got to make training fun. But, you know, what ultimately is fun or what's ultimately really, really cool is working towards a goal. And I think sometimes people are scared to even put a goal out there. Like, look, I'm straight up. I've been talking about this with Calvin for a while. His goal this year should be 16 feet. You know, he can do it. Now, if he doesn't get it, are we going to be upset? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, is it going to 
completely halt his life? No. No, but at least he has a goal, you know? Because I think sometimes when you don't have a goal, you don't have a path. It takes away the responsibility. Yeah, And if yeah. you have a goal and you don't make it, you can't be upset with yourself. Right, right. And the thing is, like, it's about taking responsibility. You know, it's about taking responsibility. And, you know, ju- just to wrap it up and, and kind of talk about it from a coaching perspective, too, it's, look, just because maybe you have an athlete that you don't think can win X meet, that doesn't make it any less important to help them PR. It doesn't make it any less important to help them figure out that next skill. Like, we really, really think about it as a progression here at Apex. You know, and until you can get to the next progression, it's like we keep hammering. We keep hammering, you know. You have to figure it out, you know. And and that persistence really prevents, you know, a lot of plateaus. Um, I mean, Calvin, is there anything else that you wanted to add? No, I'm great. Okay. <laughs> Thanks again for doing this podcast. Um, thanks also for being just a hardworking athlete. You know, I love working with you. Um, anybody out there listening, obviously it's apexvaulting.com. Uh, we have a bunch of, of blogs up there, also information about the club. Um, at the real Apex Vaulting on Instagram, Apex Vaulting on Twitter, Apex Vaulting on Facebook. We have a Apex Vaulting YouTube channel. Nick we also have Knight. a Snapchat. Nick and Knight. We're not at Nick at Night. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, you can check us out. Uh, reach out to us any way you you want to um, email phone calls we answer any and all questions whether it's on, on any of those social medias we're just out here you know trying to grow the sport help people out um, see you guys next time